I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For me, I would not do much in this first game where he has to hold the football. So everything for me would be to get the ball out of his hands quickly, especially early on because you want to get a guy like Sam in rhythm. And I think that helps any quarterback. Also, I think um, with his ability to make good decisions, any plays where making a good decision or a check or a, you know, a, a play change can get you into a really, really good play, Sam can handle making those decisions. So those would be the first two places I would start. Don't ask him to hold the ball for a long time, especially in the first game. And I would... I would try to use the fact that he's very intelligent and understands the game to the advantage of the offense with regards to making good decisions pre-snap about where to attack the defense. That's the voice of Phil Longo, who is now the OC at Wisconsin, but he was the play caller and coordinator of North Carolina's offense when Sam Howell was there. We did an interview with him yesterday. If you missed it, he was really, really good. Gave us a lot of great Sam Howell insight. You can listen to that interview right now or... After the show, ideally. Uh, it's a couple tweets back on my feed. If you check it out, at Grant H. Paulson, I posted a link directly to the interview. You can also find it tonight at thefandc.com or grantanddanny.com slash audio. Uh, speaking of Twitter, I just posted this, but wanted to mention it on air. I don't think this is official because I'm sure they have time to see if he feels better. I keep hearing from everyone I talk to, though, that Brian Robinson's probably not playing this weekend. Now, there's a lot of guys that might not play this weekend as we get closer and closer to Sunday. But uh, apparently, he was super banged up, almost didn't go and kind of talked his way into playing this past week. But expect, in my opinion, a Jonathan Williams, Jarrett Patterson backfield with Sam Howell. I don't think you're going to have Antonio Gibson available. Well, we know that. He's been ruled out. He's on the IR. But I don't think you'll have B-Rob with him either, based on what I'm hearing. So it's going to be a makeshift unit against that Cowboys defense that's one of the best in the league when it's going good. Well, they're great at forcing turnovers. I yeah. think they're going to lead the league in turnover differential again uh, two straight years, or at least turnovers forced. Maybe their offense yeah, Last year ends they up with tied more. with the Colts number one, I think, with 33 takeaways. I haven't seen what they are this year. Yeah, at one point they were leading the league. Maybe that's they've fallen off. But the point is they're close, which is usually unsustainable. But you do it two years in a row, maybe you say Dan Quinn's on to something. Um, to me, this may actually be counterintuitive. The general consensus would be you hand it off, get rid of the ball quick, just like Coach said. To me, I think there's got to be one thing that happens at some point. Prove to the defense that you're willing and able to do something down the field. I think that backs them off a little bit. Because if we're just sitting here on the radio, you and me, a couple of pudgies going, the best thing to do is probably throw short and quick and hand the ball off. 
I bet you Dan Quinn and compensated professionals that are millionaires and live in incredible houses and drive really fancy cars because they're smart at this. I bet you they know that too. And I bet you they know they're going to jump a route or two or, or you know, try to mix up some things up front and, and, and confuse you and disguise blitzes and, and try to get after you a little bit to force some turnovers. So you got you to find the right moment. You got to find the right spot. Guess right on the coverage. Maybe you max protect it. I don't know. But you got to do something down the field somehow. And I think that's when we can get to what you and I and everyone else is going to say. Hand it off, throw it short and quick to protect the guy. Yeah, I think getting rid of the ball fast is just a no-brainer with a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. I think I would set the record for wide receiver screens called if I was calling plays in this game. You'd find out what it is and beat it. Right. And and it doesn't even have to always just be bubble and smoke stuff and throwing the ball out wide to a wideout. It can also be really quick game, you know, stop routes, hitch routes, slant routes, stuff like that. I think all of that is on the table and would be a big part of what I'm going to do. I guess my one unique answer might be, over the course of a full season, I wouldn't want to run Sam Howleton if he was my QB1. But I think early on, certainly in the first 15 script, and maybe even one of the first couple plays of the game, I'm going read option. I'm having him keeping the football. You know, I'm telling him as much. Like, look, you should read the defensive end. If he's playing you, then give the ball. But if you have a chance early here, we're going to yeah. go read option three, four times. I want you to keep it once or twice, a la when Washington played Atlanta at FedEx and Marcus Mariota dinged them for 11 and 9 and 11 yards, I think, on the first three keepers. Then all of a sudden they started playing him, and what happened? Algier and their running game with Cordero Patterson took off. And so I would call a really early design keeper. Might even be just like a, a all-vertical route, spread in man. Yep. When I get him in man coverage, like... Let's let's run a draw, but but I want to use those legs to show them that so that they think about it. I think we're feeding out of the same trough here, right? Because that's the point. You got to keep them honest. That's that's when a defense eliminates. Like think think about. I, I always liken things to baseball because it's you know it's what I know. If you don't care that a pitcher is going to throw a curveball, right? You don't have to worry about the curveball because he can't throw it for a strike. You eliminate it. You don't give a damn. You don't respect it. But if he snaps a bunch of them in there for a strike, well, now all of a sudden that fastball plays up. You worry about the changeup, et cetera. If you can eliminate somebody's pitch, it's not a thing. If you make them think about it, if you do it once, you do it twice, you do it enough times to keep them flat-footed and honest so they can't just tee off on you, I think that's the key to me. He throws a good deep ball, yeah. according to everyone that evaluated him before the draft. He's got it. We know he's got an above-average NFL arm. He's got a plus arm. Uh, I'll tell you a story about that in a second. But I think that... I somehow want to try to get a deep shot to your point, like in the first half of the game, maybe in the first quarter. Maybe it's on a first and 10 after you've picked up a first down running Mm -hmm. it or something where you try to catch him. And if you have to move the pocket, then do it. I just don't know how comfortable he is on a bootleg, on the move, whatever. But if you can move the pocket or get him outside, help protect, because they might not have their A line, and their A line isn't even a stalwart group at this point. But I I think that's got to be... It's got to be somewhere early in the the game plan as well, just because, A, it's a strength of his, but more importantly, to your point, you're just trying to show him something to make him think a little bit. The arm strength thing I was going to mention, I don't know if I I don't think I've ever said this on the air because it would have just felt like beating up on on Heineke, which wasn't what I wanted to do, but I told you this story. I was in the, uh, at FedEx Field before a game, a home game. This would have been a month or so ago. I don't know which one. Pick one of them, Atlanta, New York, whatever it was. I think it was decent outside, so maybe it was the Atlanta day. But regardless, I, I was watching warm-ups. 
and just what they were going, they were throwing deep to the end zone, basically mm-hmm. like forty yard cor- routes to the pylon. And it was so vastly different watching Sam Howell throw and Taylor Heineke throw that I actually took out my phone and like timed on a, my stopwatch like their throws. I'm like, this is crazy. It just seems like Heineke's ball just kind of hangs and hangs and hangs. Yeah, it's taking a long time. And Howell's kind of goes where it's supposed to go. He's just got an NFL arm. I mean, he really does. And I I think there's way more things that are important than than arm strength, but he's going to be able to throw the ball downfield if they want him to. I hope he does the little stuff well. We're talking about wide receiver screens. Like, Sometimes you throw those over guys' heads. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just watched Carson Wentz. Throw Sometimes the ball. you don't have time to get laces. Sometimes it's exactly. not the perfect grip. Just got to go. We just saw Carson Wentz this week miss on three throws to running backs within two yards of the line of scrimmage or in the backfield, and two of those got spiked at their feet as if you picked a random fan out of the crowd. Obviously, Wentz is better than that, but that's what he did in that moment. Mm-hmm. Bad footwork, bad execution. You just hope that how hits the layups. The, the the shots from 14 and 17 and 22 feet, we'll figure that out as we go. But make your layups, man. You know, eat, eat the stuff that's easy to eat and then swallow down the vegetables. Let's go to Adam and Only. Uh, how do you hope they put together a game plan to make him look good? What would you want to see? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey buddy. Um, I want to make two, I want to make two points. Uh, the first, I'll be quick. The first, you know, I think 90% of the time the game plan should be get it out of his hands quick. Um, a lot like what you guys are just alluding to. But on the first play of the game, I'm dropping back a la Vic to Jackson, Monday Night Massacre, and I'm letting one rip. Let's get them on their heels. What do we got to lose? I want to see the arm strength. I want to see them push the ball down the field. Let's get them on their heels off the break. Yep. And that brings me, that brings me to my second point, which is let's say he balls out on Sunday. Can we? Can, can, could the commanders pull off like a Matt Flynn situation? Where, you know, maybe maybe you don't keep them, but maybe you package them in a deal to move up in the draft, or maybe you package them in a trade to get one of those veteran quarterbacks that the fan base is clamoring for. I just think that maybe that's an option for them if he balls out on Sunday. I mean, remember that it was only a handful of months ago now that uh, every team passed on him four times on average. Mm-hmm. You know, so the answer is probably no. You're not packaging him for anything meaningful, but if he's terrific, his stock, like, here's the worst thing that happens. His stock goes up, you like him more, other teams might like him more, and you probably can't get much for him. But, so what? You have your long-term answer as a backup, or if if you strike out on the veteran market, somehow, some way, you end up doing this thing again with the Heineke experience. Like, he's competing for playing time. It's all good if he plays well. Nothing bad comes from that. Yeah, there's no downside. Right, but in terms of him being spun, other teams are aware of the Matt Flynn phenomenon too, right? Yeah. Like a, the or the AJ Feely, or you could pick any of those dozen guys that played well in tiny samples. And now this will be the dude. I mean, look at Nick Foles' career for goodness gracious. Well, I'll say this: right now, this second, if the 49ers tried to trade Brock Purdy, they couldn't get much for Brock Purdy, and that guy's played his He's ass played off really well for a month. I mean, he legitimately played excellent football for them for a month because most people are going to look at that and go. Well, look at the game script. They're they're running the ball. They're playing defense. They're mostly playing from ahead. Oh, by the way, Kyle Shanahan's designing wide open throws. Yeah, does Kyle come with him? <laughs> exactly. If you're not giving much up for Purdy, which I don't think much many people would, nobody's trading anything. But again, I don't even know that's a conversation we need to have. The idea is, could he be the 
cheap, affordable, homegrown backup here for a few years, perhaps, and be a guy who, when he plays, plays well enough that maybe he pushes for playing time if the guy in front of him's not playing well. Let's go to P in Fredericksburg. What's going on? Hey, first time caller. How y'all doing? Hey, buddy. Doing well. Thanks for calling. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! I'm gonna do anything I can do to keep him upright, and so there's no seven stop dropbacks. I'm gonna run RPOs. I'm gonna move that pocket. I'm gonna bootleg him. I'm gonna do uh, whatever it takes to uh, get him to the edge and tell him when he gets out there. If he doesn't see anything, run. Just run. Just take off. um, that's what I'm focusing on. I like it. And you yeah. know what? I'd love to see him scramble around a little bit. Didn't we all feel like Heineke left some meat on the bone with running this year? 100%. He now, just stopped scrambling. That was a really big asset to his game. The I'm really smart and I know everything theory was. He was worried about getting hurt. And I'm sort of like, I don't think you get to do that when you're hanging on by a thread and every start could be your last. Well, I you think know? the theory, though, was tied to the fact that if Hal's not ready and Wentz isn't available, they might have said, hey, do everything you can to stay on the grass. We can't afford you to get hurt running around, stay in the pocket where you're safer. I mean, I'm not saying I believe that theory, but I don't think it was just like he's worrying about his health. The theory actually was that the coaches may have said said that and not they didn't call any kind of keepers. They, they didn't want him to run because they're afraid that Hal has to take over then for weeks. Yeah, on end. But I just I th- which I think is ridiculous. Obviously, I'd, I'd, I'd like a guy in control of everything sliding over, you know, get being in the pocket and creamed. But. That's just one way or the other. I mean, he didn't run at all against San Francisco. Like at all. Minus four, which was on some you know passing attempt type stuff probably. And, uh, yeah, he had over 10 rushing yards once after his first three games. And I mean, his high was a six-attempt, 29-yard game against the Colts the, the second time he played. 800-636-1067. We're asking you what kind of game plan you would put together if you were – tasked with designing it for Sam Howell in his debut. I'm curious if he does play really well or if he does play poorly, will that resonate with you in any way? Will it matter a whole lot? We're Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 